So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. It's 5 o'clock. Time to get in the know with the biggest sports stories of the day. Here is your daily checkdown. Hit it. Alongside Chris Lee, Dennis Cox here with you on 99.9 The Fan this afternoon. A lot of things we want to hit here in the daily checkdown, including the Canes. Game one is Wednesday. Still don't know who they're going to play. We can find out later tonight. Steph Curry drops 50. The Panthers and everyone finished their draft. But a local coach is a little bit upset. All right, Chris, you ready for this? Let's do it, man. All right, here we go. Let's get right to number five. five Mac Brown says, well, I'd rather have divisions. If you don't know, the ACC has gotten rid of divisions for this upcoming football season. Of course, we had a Coastal, the Atlantic, and normally the winner of both divisions will face each other in the ACC championship game. But that is no more because there's going to be a level playing field. The two best teams will play each other in the ACC championship game. Here's Mac Brown from earlier today on the Adam Gold Show. We went to this format in the Big 12 when I was there, Mm -hmm. and you can very easily have two teams play each other twice. And you could have the two teams that play the last game of the season have to repeat for the conference championship the next week. So, no, I like the divisions better. I was one of the ones that that, uh, was was very vocal about it, and nobody cared. (laughs) Nobody listened. But that's just the way I feel. I like like the championships. I like the fact that you can win your division. and, and that, that's all gone away. But we're, we're doing things now, Adam, for TV. Sure. Uh, everybody needs more money within their, their league, and I've got it. And they're trying to get better games on TV, and that's the reason they have us going to Clemson on the second to the last week of the season going to NC State the last week of the season. Nobody would ever do that. Uh, before you were playing West Carolina, before you'd play mm-hmm. your rival on the road, uh, and now we're playing at Clemson. So... Uh, that that wasn't done for any other reason than those were the best games on those weekends and TV needed it. It wasn't what was best for our team. Yeah, um, I think all the reasons he gave mm-hmm. are the reasons why I think it's going to be a good idea. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, you know, what if it is NC State, Carolina, at the end of the season, two best teams in the ACC, and then all of a sudden one of them has to lose the game, right? They have to face each other again the next week in the sure. ACC championship. You're telling me that that wouldn't garner more eyes? That wouldn't make people more excited about what's coming up? The ACC right now is not looked at as a very strong football conference. If we now end up having a situation where it is Clemson and Florida State, even if they have to play multiple times, or if it's uh, Carolina and Florida State, or whoever the, the, the matchup may end up being, you're telling me that creating that won't be a good idea for the the conference i think that's a really good idea for everybody give me the two best teams in the conference not two divisional winners because that doesn't always give you the two best teams 
Hey, you, we talked about everybody in the Atlantic uh, the last couple seasons. You had really good teams in the Atlantic. Oh, but they had to play against Clemson. Sometimes they were the second-best team in the ACC, but they couldn't actually go against Clemson in the ACC championship game. All right, let's go to number four. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Uh, two pretty sad stories happened yeah, a couple over, sad ones. over the weekend. Um, the first one that really struck me because I'm a father, mm-hmm. I have two daughters, uh, Shaquille Barrett, who's a linebacker for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, his daughter died in a pool over the weekend yeah. uh, at their house. Um, one of those stories where it's like you can't imagine that pain. You can't imagine what somebody is going through, especially mm-hmm. if you do have kids. So we're sending out prayers, thoughts, uh, warm vibes to uh, the Barrett family Um don't know how you can ever get over something like two-year-old that. daughter it's uh yeah I, some, I don't have kids but uh in my personal life i've seen someone a, a, a young child uh pass because of illness it's something that you never forget yeah. it's uh i can only imagine what the barrett family is going through right now so definitely a lot of, of love and prayer heading in that direction but Another kind of tragic thing that happened in the, in the sports world actually took place at a sporting event. Yeah. This came at a college baseball game. Texas A&M uh, Texarkana baseball player was struck by a straight bullet during a game, had to have emergency mm. surgery, and is in stable condition. That's what the school stated earlier today. The young player's name is Matthew Delaney, who's from Princeton, Texas, was standing near the bullpen in Texarkana during a game against the University of Houston Victoria on Sunday afternoon when he was, again, hit in the chest by a stray bullet. Now, Texarkana Police Department said it was received several calls of shots fired in a neighborhood just west of the park, and it believes the bullet may have come because of that. Mm. But could you imagine just standing next to a fence or next to a bullpen, and all of a sudden you just literally take a bullet to the chest for no reason? Uh, just while you're playing a college baseball game. It's it's just, I- I'm happy to hear that he is okay, or that he's in stable condition, hope he recovers fully. But, man, just some crazy things have happened in the sports world. It has. Two sad stories, um, both of them preventable. And I think one of them preventable by local governments. That's a different conversation. But, yes, I, I totally understand what you're saying. But, nevertheless, uh, thoughts and prayers out to, to all those affected by that. All right, let's get to number three, Chris. One, two, three. How about Steph Curry dropping 50? Listen, Wardell, Stephen Curry the second. Yeah, the second's the way to go, by the way. My goodness. This guy is amazing. 35 years old and still finds new ways to do amazing things that have never been done before. So if you missed it, uh, last night the, uh, the Golden State Warriors beat the Sacramento Kings 120 to 100, I believe, was the final score. Mm-hmm. In that game, Steph Curry dropped 50 points. Now, we've seen Steph Curry drop 50 points before. Yeah. But we've never, ever in the history of the NBA seen somebody drop 50 points in a game seven nope. in the playoffs. Never happened before. And so that means that the first person from Charlotte, now, it's going to say Akron, Ohio. If you nah. look at his Wikipedia page, that's just where he was born. He lived most of his life in Charlotte. He's a Panthers fan. We're going to say he's from Charlotte. Um, but from Charlotte, North Carolina, he gets the first ever 
50-point game in a Game 7. Amazing job for him. Steph Curry, man, is just still doing the thing. And that really is going to bless us with the Golden State Warriors taking on the L.A. Lakers in the next series. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. I'm Tim Donnelly here with Coach Pete of Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, is it still true that a million is enough to retire on? Tim, maybe and maybe not. The most important thing is to get a real plan that gives you income you never outlive. We'll give that away to the next 10 people. Call right now. The number to call, 800-691-3215. Text TIM to 600-700 if you're interested in texting. Once again, that phone number is 800-691-3215 or text TIM to 600-700 for that deal. I'm excited to see that matchup. And for me as the casual of casual NBA fan, (laughs) this is something that I'll plug into. I'm just sad that it's happening on the West Coast and some of these games are going to be super late at night. But... You mentioned how they are going to play the Lakers. Here's Steph Curry talking about facing the Lakers in the second round. They're totally different. The Kings uh, present a lot of different challenges. We know, you know, Braun really well. Um, played him a couple times, I think, since the trade, and they look extremely different. So I know they're playing good basketball, and it's weird. A 6 7 seed uh, series. We get home court advantage, uh, so we got to take advantage of that. Um, but they're big, and we got to be able to um, have everybody, you know, locked in on what our preparation over the next uh, 48 hours. And you know, even if guys didn't get much run in this in this series, um, that's the nature of the playoffs. Move on to a different team, a different style. Everybody's got to be ready to make those adjustments on the fly. Now, Dennis, I'm not a big fan of the legacies and goats and oh, all that type yes. of stuff. However, okay. this is dealing with a special case. Okay. Wardell Stephen Curry II from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's done enough to be considered maybe a top 10 NBA player of all time? Sure. Why not? The guy changed the game. Let's call it what it is. The guy changed the way the game is played. Yeah. There's a reason why you have young players now who are coming into the NBA or even into college. High school kids, young kids right now aren't afraid to shoot from 30 feet out. Yeah. You know why? Because they practice it, because they see Steph Curry do it all the time. The guy changed the way the game is played. Sure, absolutely. And the the success that he has had individually and the teams that he's been on that have had success, I won't disagree with it at all. So you know what's funny about that? He has from the three-point line, but we don't give him credit for the great overall score he was. Oh, if that's you look true. at a lot of the highlights from last night, he was scoring in the paint. Yeah, he was getting to the basket. Six foot two, Steph Curry among all the trees and finding all the dipsy doos and different ways to uh, score buckets and they're going in. Man, uh, he definitely has uh, an argument to be top ten. Let's go to number two. And I don't even care who number two is. The Carolina Panthers, I think they got a pretty good draft, a B plus. Dennis. D- disagrees as far as the actual grading of it is concerned. C-minus. But we both have the same reasons for our grades. The Panthers, of course, knocked it out the park with the number one overall pick, picking Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama. Even though he's small, the tape says that he plays a giant man's game. Uh, the Panthers also got Jonathan Mingo, who's a wide receiver from Ole Miss in the second round. 
This one was a bit of a reach. Third round, DJ Johnson from Oregon, who is an edge rusher, somebody that probably would have been available in the third or in the fourth round or the fifth round, excuse me, and the Panthers traded up and gave away one of their fourth round picks because they had two of them uh, to go get DJ Johnson. A little bit of a head scratcher. Chandler Zavala, fourth round pick from NC State. He's going to play on that offensive line as a guard. And then in the fifth round, Jamie Robinson from Florida State. He is a safety, but Probably will see a lot of snaps at nickel and also play in special teams. What are your thoughts on this draft? C minus. C minus grade for the Panthers. Because of the same reasons I gave. Well, part of it, yes, but here's my thing. Yeah, okay, you hit the home run off the top with Bryce Young. Yeah. Okay, fine. I think Mingo, I think he's going to be good. Obviously, time time will tell on all these guys, but I think Mingo is a good pick. I think that's an RBI double right there. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid hit. Yeah. Now, here's my problem with their draft is because all the capital they used to move up to get to number one, you don't have a first-round pick next year. Mm-hmm. You gave up your second-round pick in 2025. Mm-hmm. So your draft capital is at a premium for the next couple of years, mm-hmm. including this one. So why are you giving up a fourth-round pick to move up 13 spots to take a guy who would have been there at that fourth-round pick? Exactly. So the my, my opinion, you wasted – two picks in this draft you wasted two of your six and Johnson by all accounts is a project at 25 years at old. 25 years old is that third round pick even going to get to a second contract with your team because guess what he's going to be 29 going on 30 if he plays out his rookie contract is he even going to be that good is that someone you really want to develop because okay now we got 30 year old you can sign into a second deal, but it ain't going to be something substantial in terms of length of deal. You can find another guy in free agency, probably better at that same age or younger. So, no, to me, that is a waste of a pick, that third-round pick, and you wasted a fourth-rounder to do it as well. You wasted two of your six picks this year. So I will say terrible job in that regard because you didn't need to move up to take him where you took him. And, again, no first-round pick next year. And if you're anticipating being good, then your second-round pick next year isn't going to be very high either because no one anticipates on picking high in the draft. If you're anticipating on being good next season, that second-round pick is going to be 45 or later overall. And you gave up your second-round pick in 2025. So, no, I don't like it at all for that reason. Guess who else is 25 years old? Who? Brian Burns, the exactly. guy who's going to play opposite of. Who's been in the he's now entering his fifth year in the league. Who's probably going to sign a contract extension this yeah, summer as well. That's, exactly. <laughs> and so that's the thing. You already have developmental edge guys already on your roster. Uh, Brian Burns is not that guy. Hey, no, he's not. Yeah. But Amari can, Barno, Marquise Haynes, yeah. uh, you two are gross matos. Those are all basically developmental guys. There are other positions that they needed to fill, not only for this year, but for years to come. And they neglected to do that by taking that draft pick again. They wasted two picks. Like linebacker. Let's yep. go to number one. number one. The Carolina Hurricanes game one is Wednesday. And who are they going to face? Great uh, question. Rangers Devils game seven tonight on 99.9. The fan, the puck drops at eight o'clock. So you can listen to that one. The winner of that series will take on the Carolina Hurricanes on Wednesday night at PNC Arena. Uh, get, that game time has not been announced yet. No, it hasn't. And Friday's game two has not been announced in terms of a game time either. I hope we don't get the eight o'clock game. I'm hoping. I for hope seven. we don't. I'm hoping. For I seven. want those seven o'clock. 
My guess is we're going to have 8 o'clock games. <laughs> yeah. That is 100% my More guess. More than likely, We're yes. going to get those 8 o'clock games. Especially since Boston lost. Yeah. Which is fine. You know what? Here's actually Jack Edwards, the play-by-play man for the Boston Bruins for, for Nesson, uh, on the overtime game winner for the Florida Panthers. Verhage wins the series for Florida. And this joyride ends in a Hindenburg-like ending. I'm trying to figure out uh, how to still sound excited. Well, yeah, if you're Jack lost. Edwards, you're you're calling play-by-play for a team that won 65 games during the regular season, set records for wins and points and yeah. everything, and you got bounced. You got bounced in the first round when you had a 3-2 lead in the Game 7 against the Florida Panthers. Not only did you lead the series 3 games to 2, but you led the game late 3-2 to two, and you let the Florida Panthers score with one minute left. And then you lose it in overtime. But I will say this, Chris. I'm going to give the Carolina Hurricanes credit for the series win. Go they beat it. Boston Bruins back-to-back seasons in the playoffs. You know oh, why? Explain that one. So explain that one. the final game of the regular season, the Carolina Hurricanes played who? The Florida Panthers. Yes. Florida Panthers, had they won that game, would have finished as the number one wild card seed. But because they lost to the Canes, they had to be the number two wild card team. And they had to face the Boston Bruins. So guess what? Because the Canes beat the Panthers in the last game of the regular season, that let them beat that let them play the Boston Bruins. And I say let them, not had to, but let them, which then in turn allowed the Boston Bruins to get knocked out of the playoffs in the first round. Enjoy drinking your tears, Bruins fans. Hope it's salty. Well, but listen, they can drink something else too, because at least the Carolina Hurricanes and the Florida Panthers together gave the Bruins the gift of getting a head start to get out the country so they can get prepared for Cinco de Mayo in Cancun. That'll be an amazing time for them. They can drink all the Modelo and Corona and all that they want. All that They can have all of that because they have nothing to do right now. They can go ahead and get the head start, catch that flight, get out of there, go ahead and get ready. I'm curious what their tea tea times are right now because that's what they're (laughs) going to be doing. You're going to be on the golf course, good for them. I will say this, though. As a Canes fan, when I look at the Rangers-Devils tonight, I want the Rangers. Yes. I want the Rangers in the next round. I understand that the Devils might be a better matchup. Yes. They, they will I want be. the Rangers. I want to run it back against that team last year. The team that we had a 3-2 series advantage over last season, I want them. Because guess what? The Rangers don't play defense overall very well. Igor Shosturkin is one of the best goaltenders in the entire league. But overall, defensively, they're not that good. Because, they, I mean, gosh, they lost 4 nothing to the Devils in, in, I think it was Game 5 mm-hmm. earlier in this series. Mm-hmm. Their offense is struggling. Yeah, I know they put up five goals in the last game, but their offense was sputtering in Games 3, 4, and 5. I think they scored a total of two goals in those three games. Two goals in those three games. Canes had the defense to shut down the Rangers, in my opinion. And I want to see the Rangers because I want redemption for last year. You spoke about last year. Of course, the Carolina Hurricanes didn't lose at home at all in the postseason last year Mm -hmm. until that Game 7 against the Rangers where you said, of course, they had the 3-2 lead. They lose on the road because they didn't win on the road at all last year at all either. And then all of a sudden, they come back uh, after losing again in New York. Series tied 3-3, and you're thinking – what the Canes are just going to do what they, they're supposed to do, right? Win at home. 
it, that's not what went on. That's not what happened. So the Carolina Hurricanes um, got eliminated last year from the by, I should say, the uh, New York Rangers. And a lot of their moves, I would say most of their moves in the offseason was because of that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, we won't see some of those guys. Max Pacioretty, of course, out for the season. Andre Kasha uh, has had his injury issue, so he hasn't been in. Um, but a lot of the moves that were made in, in the offseason were because of these guys. So it'll be interesting to see that matchup. That is your j- daily check down right here on 99.9 The Fan. Real quick. Yes. Before we get into the next thing. Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRAL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or on YouTube. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Who starts in goal for the Canes game one? It's got to be Freddie Freddy or Ranta. It's got to be Freddie. I'm with you. It's got to be Freddie. The way Freddie played on Friday, stopping 33 or 34 shots, the Canes in the first two periods of that game weren't that good. Yeah. They weren't that good. They had a bad line change that led to the first goal, the only goal for the Islanders in that one, but Freddie kept them in it. Now, there's, I get a little uneasy. I get a little queasy, I guess you could say, when he starts handling the puck a little bit because there's a couple times he might <laughs> turn the puck over a little bit. It's yeah. like, hey, Freddie, man, yeah. keep it simple. Stay in your lane. But overall, he was awesome for his first start because we hadn't seen playoff Freddie yet, right? Yeah. We hadn't seen playoff Freddie. The only the playoff Freddie that we have seen previously was with the Toronto Maple Leafs. How's Which, that going? It didn't. It didn't. <laughs> so that's the thing with with Freddie. We hadn't had a chance to see him do anything in the playoffs in a Canes uniform yet. Rata was overall in the first five games was really really good, but Freddie was brought here to be the guy. And Rob Brindamore essentially said as much. Yeah, Freddie was brought in here to be the dude. Yeah, and he played like the dude on Friday, and he's. Hopefully, he can whatever thing he tweaked and the illness that he had, he's still fully recovered. I say, well, hopefully, he has fully recovered from that. Had a nice long rest. These guys had the weekend off, which is great for them. Rest their bodies a little bit. Practice today. Practice a little bit tomorrow, and come out ready to go on Wednesday and against a hopefully a Rangers team or a Devils team that played seven overtimes tonight. And the game ends at six o'clock in the morning tomorrow because that way they just got to hop on the plane and come right down to Raleigh and they got to get their butts whipped in Game One. That's what I want. Let's hope it's Freddie Anderson in goal. That is your daily check down. Let's go into this. Uh, this is something that's interesting that came out about uh, about an hour and a half ago. We found this out. Nick Stevens, who mm-hmm. works at uh, HighSchoolOT.com, very great reporter, does a lot of great work uh, in covering high school sports. And here is the headline from the story that uh, he just published just about an hour and a half ago. The NCHSAA board will allow, will consider, excuse me, policy allowing high school athletes to profit off NIL. Now, we talk about 
college athletes profiting off of name, image, and likeness. That is new. Uh, this summer we're going to come basically start year number two or be the beginning of year number three, but it'll be two years when that um, had you know was able to be happening for the, uh, the uh, college students. And now it's possible for the high school students. Um, which I think this is a good idea. There are still there's a few uh, high school athletes around the nation who are able to do so. Mostly they go to private schools, and mm-hmm. there may be like five star athletes, guys like that, um, who are getting these deals. But I think this is going to be good for the small time athlete, especially if you're in a small town. This is the example I gave earlier. If you look on UNC's uh, football depth chart, you're going to see a, a guy by the name of Jefferson Boaz. You haven't seen him play. A lot of big time snaps, right? Well, yeah, because there's a guy named Drake May playing. There's a guy named Drake May who's there, so that's that's a good reason why. But he's from Pilot Mountain, North Carolina. I covered him back when I was working in the Greensboro Market, East Surrey High School, and uh, he was a guy that starred in football, basketball, baseball. He was the supreme athlete out there. What is wrong with a local restaurant out there saying, "Hey Jefferson, we'll throw you a few dollars. Let's say fifty dollars." Can you put this post on your social media mm-hmm. and tell people, hey, after you win the big game tonight, you're coming out to eat at this restaurant. And you're going to come out. We'll take care of your meal. Here's some money. You and your friends all come along, and it's all all's going to be good. Yeah. I see nothing wrong with that, and I feel like this is well past due. Like, people think it's going to ruin sports. It's not going to ruin sports. Mm-mm. This is actually going to be good for sports, especially if the young athletes can be a part of this. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a kid that makes a little bit of money. I had no problem with that whatsoever. Here's the one thing I will say is this. I will just caution parents if you're listening and you have a, a, a relative of yours or maybe it's a child of yours that is a high-profile athlete, watch out for those sharks. Yes. Watch out for those sharks. I think that's one of the reasons why that people are against NIL is honestly the way to – there's a couple reasons for it, but I think one of the reasons for some people is to protect the youngins, as they like to say. Protect the kids. Mm-hmm from people who are going to try and take advantage of them and their families because it's uncharted territory for a lot of people. Name, image, and likeness deals for college athletes has only been around for we're about to hit the two-year mark. That's it. Yeah. So we're all still trying to navigate and figure out what the heck is going on. And if you uh, read this article right now on HighSchoolOT.com, Nick Stevens goes into very good detail on what will, will be allowed, what won't be allowed. There's more story, more context there. You'll see it there. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group. Your partner in real estate. 